Hey everyone, this is Jared of the Synautical Podcast. If you're into holistic health, philosophy, and spirituality, come check out and listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. Today I'm having a conversation with Dr. Erin Gravel. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology and Women's Studies from the University of Washington, a Master of Teaching from Seattle University, and she is a Doctor of Education specializing in educational leadership, which she earned from Seattle University. For over 12 years, she dedicated her career to student education and mentorship. Now, Dr. Gravel has transitioned her expertise and experience to her life coaching practice, helping everyday women reach their full potential. Dr. Gravel created the Best Life Blueprint Plan, which can be found on Linktree. The link is in the podcast description. You can also book a Best Life Blueprint call with Dr. Gravel to learn more about how she could help you reach your life goals. Now on to the conversation. Welcome, Dr. Gravel. Thank you. It's nice to be here. And thank you for agreeing to do this podcast. Absolutely. So um, I already went over your credentials, your uh, bachelor's in sociology and women's studies from the University of Washington and uh, your doctor of education degree. What inspired you to become a life coach? So what really inspired me was working with other life coaches on my own stuff. And so I went through a divorce about boy, 10 years ago. And um, as often happens when you have major life changes, I realized that there were some things I wanted to change in my life because I, I simply wasn't happy. And so I started um, working with a relationship coach and it was just amazing. The, the changes I saw in my life were almost instantaneous um, mm. based on the work that I was doing with the relationship coach. And it wasn't even a direct coach. It was through a, a program that this coach offers, very similar to my best life blueprint, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. And so it really, I had been through years and years of therapy, but through working with this coach for less than a month, I saw huge shifts in my relationships, not just in my intimate relationship, but also in friendships and just huge changes in my life. And so seeing the impact of working with a coach and how much it changed my life so quickly. I thought I really want to do this for people as well. I want to figure out what this is and how I can, how I can do it. And then I was um, the coordinator of our MAT program. I actually still am at the university and a lot okay. of the work I was doing with students and other faculty actually aligned with what I was learning through working with a coach um, okay. after the relationship coach. So the MAT program, the work I was doing um, in advising students, working with colleagues, other faculty, was very similar to the work that a life coach does as far as listening to what's going on in somebody's, in their life, looking at where they're at and where they want to be and helping them develop a plan for how to get there and supporting them in that. And so as I uh, then started working with a life coach and started seeing those similarities, I thought, okay, this, I can do this. This is something I want to carry on. And so I went to uh, the Institute for Life Coach Training um, to get certified in life coaching and started um, my own practice in being a life coach. And you are a very effective and caring life coach. 
um, I just like to say. And in working with you, I actually noticed changes fairly quickly. Uh, speaking to someone can really help. And uh, the tools that you provided me with, which we'll talk about soon. So what do you believe enabled you to see changes in your life quickly when you worked with a life coach? That is such a good question. Um, The commitment. So the commitment on my part to really be able to see that I wanted to make changes because what I had done in the past in my life, in my relationships was no longer working. And so really being committed to trying different things. There's a quote that basically says when your um, comfort level of staying the same, gosh, I wish I would have written it down, but it's something like when your comfort level is more uncomfortable to stay where you are than to change, then that's really when you're ready to make some changes in your life. And so mm-hmm. it's more uncomfortable to continue to do things the way I'd always done them than it was to try new things and new ways of doing things so that I could grow and become the best version of myself. And so that's, huh. that's really what helped me just, you know, that commitment. And again, you have to be able to step in any kind of, you know, you know, this from being um, a trainer in in an athletics, you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and push yourself and do things that don't feel right so that you can grow. It's a new way of working your muscles, your, your mind, and um, it's uncomfortable and being with it until you see some changes is important. So I had one more question on uh, working with a life coach for you. So I did research on your background and you were a mentor as well uh, at the university or you're still a mentor? Yes, I still coordinate our MAT program there. Okay. And so the life coaching kind of enhanced uh, in a practical sense, maybe um, ways of going about mentorship that you were learning at the time that you were in the process of learning or? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, with my doctorate of education, I've trained teachers. And so what that means is I've spent the last 12 years training pre-service teachers and teaching is such an important field and we teach from who we are as people. And so when um, students come to our program to learn how to be teachers, they often have to look at who they are and things that really work for them and changes they need to make so they can become amazing teachers because teachers are held to a much higher standard than a lot of other fields um, because we're educating people's children. (laughs) So you want to make sure whoever's educating your children, you know, has uh, basic professional dispositions. And so a lot of the work I do with looking at who are you, what makes you an amazing person, what are the things that are the obstacles in your way of becoming an even better person, those things I was doing as a coordinator of the MAT program with students, as well as with faculty, because I oversee our faculty in that as well, is the exact same thing that I'm doing in my um, practice of life coaching with people one-on-one. Okay, and who's your typical clientele that you work with currently as a life coach? So the main part is being a woman because <laughs> I'm a <laughs> life coach. And the reason for that is because women, you know, being a woman in our society, in our culture, in the world is very different. You know, how we move through the world, what we are brought up to um, expect from ourselves, how we're raised to be more caring, more giving in a lot of ways than men have been in the past. 
um, really influences a lot of the decisions we make in our lives. And so I really have focused on um, working with women based on my own experiences and the research I've done with my women's studies, um, my minor in women's studies. Um, and so my typical clients are women, usually between the ages of 25 and 65. So there's a big range there. And so um, mm -hmm. I work with um, new mothers on the transition into motherhood. I okay. work with women who are looking at retiring. I work with um, women who are mothers of teens and just that whole thing. Cause there's a lot that goes along with that. Um, usually my clients come to me because something has happened in their life that has made them realize that they're just not where they want to be. Yeah. Uh, it can be about weight loss. It can be about career change. It can be about separation or divorce or considering separation or divorce. A lot of midlife issues that arise when you realize my life is half over. Where do I want the last, the next half of my life to look like? How do I want it to be different? So really um, my clients really, it, it's, quite a broad range, but it's wonderful to be part of these people's journeys and to help guide them as they're working through these big life choices and events that really um, is kind of that transition, that pivot in their life that makes all the difference for them moving forward. Okay. And I've always been curious about this. Um, and I think you're a perfect person to ask about it. So have you noticed women from of different upbringings, like, for example, I grew up in a rural area, um, struggling when they like move to a different, like say more metropolitan area, adapting to, um, as you, you brought up, uh, women are generally raised to be more caring and so forth. Do you find women from backgrounds like that having difficulty transitioning into an environment in which women are supposed to be more, you know, aggressive and, um, like this whole, I'm trying to give a good example, but like the, I don't give a F kind of attitude mm -hmm. and like this strong business minded woman. And it's just completely different backgrounds. Do you find, and I don't know how long you've had your practice, but do you find that a lot of women, long story short, are going through some things that men have been going through for years as far as having to show that they are a good provider and a good business person and um, they could carry all this burden on their shoulders in terms of being a professional? Absolutely. I mean, to answer the first part of that question, everybody responds to things in their life differently. So what one person might see as a trauma, someone else might see as, yeah, that was, that was hard, but it doesn't traumatize them in the same long-term way that it would somebody else. So how we approach life events are very different, even as women. And so what I've actually found is that when women first started entering the workplace, and this is back in the, what, early 80s, 70s. So I was yeah. a newborn at the time, which shows you my age. Um, but they were expected to act like men to be successful. And that's the pattern we've seen. That's kind of the model we were given of. This is how you act if you are going to be a CEO or to push through the glass ceiling. But what we're finding now, especially in the last couple of years with the Me Too movement, is that there's an appreciation for what women bring to the table as women. So there's an appreciation for mm -hmm. the qualities we're raised to have in our lives as far as being um, a, 
I don't want to say more caring because I really hate to generalize, but that yeah. really kind of, you know, just that talking more, socializing more, being able to have a more collaborative conversation rather than leading from more from a, I'm the leader, so you're going to do what I say. Women tend to come into like a boardroom saying, okay, here's some different ideas or here's some different things we can talk about. What are your thoughts and listen a little bit more. And we're starting to see more appreciation for that. So when I do work with clients that are executives or in a position where they feel they have to have more of a masculine energy or take on that traditional male role, I try to help them identify their unique qualities they bring as women and how they can kind of bring those together so that they're leading from a more authentic place rather than feeling like they have to lead from this, this, um, outdated model of what leadership looks like. So yeah. I feel like because women have been in the workplace for, for a while now, we're actually changing the idea of what leadership can look like and making it um, more inclusive than it was before. Okay. And I do know there's still a lot of material out there pushing women to act a certain way. Um, and that's fine. Some people might be more inclined to act in a more what is stereotyped as a masculine way of acting. But yeah, there's, uh, I think there's definitely room to be more genuine and tactful. One book that helped me not to go too far off topic is uh, Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office, but it's not about being mean. Uh, There's just a lot of good information in there. No, I haven't read it. I'll make a note of it. <laughs> yeah, it's more like for business tact rather than acting like something else. But it's really, really helped me because I used to be too nice, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and as women, we're that's how we're raised is to be nice, to be accommodating, to be caregivers. Not as much. I'm, I mean, my daughter's generation, the millennials and beyond, I think we're ra- have been raised differently because my generation and even um, I guess generation Y or Z's, they have seen how being raised to be nice, ladylike, accommodating actually has hurt us and has. Yes. Yes. And people tend to think uh, you're not as intelligent or (laughs) which is an odd thing, but it's true. Yeah. They underestimate you. Absolutely. And we've all experienced that as women uh, being underestimated, you know, having people judge us by our appearance, because I know for myself, that was very culturally, your, your looks were the most important thing. And then everything else came after that. And so it was like, that was the prize. That's what would help you be successful in life in the culture I grew up in. And so that was what we focused on. Yeah. Yeah. So in your experience, uh, why would someone select a life coach over say a therapist? Yeah. You know, I love therapy. There's definitely a place for therapy. As I mentioned, I've been, I've, I still see a therapist. Um, Therapy is looking at where you are now and going backwards. So where you come from, what it was in your past that has created the issues that you're having in your life right now and trying to understand those. Mm -hmm. It's more of a what's broken type model. So let's look at what's wrong, see how we can fix it. Whereas coaching is more of an empowering model of where you are now, where you want to be, and how we can find your strengths, identify your strengths, help you with those strengths to overcome obstacles that have kept you from being where you want to be and get you there. So that's why 
it is quicker than therapy because it's really looking at specific goals that you're working on and how we can get you there and keeping you on track. And there's a lot that goes into that. It sounds very simple, but a lot of it is thought work, your mindset, the things you tell yourself about yourself, habits you've created around working that might keep you from being able to get things done, multitasking. There's just so many different things we do in our lives that really we feel like we're being productive and working towards mm-hmm. the goal we want to get to, but it's actually keeping us because there's fear there or there's yeah. perfectionism or there, there's just all these different things. So coaching is really, again, about where am I now? Where do I want to be having a clear goal? And then a coach will work alongside you to help you identify your strengths and areas that you need to continue to strengthen so that you're able to reach your goals. Yeah, I would have never expected that answer, but that is a wow. That makes a lot a lot of sense. So therapy is going back to find where uh, you know it's it's fixing things from the model that something's broken. And then life coaching is about being proactive, not that therapy isn't proactive, but its focus is on being proactive and moving forward and creating a new life rather than what in your past might be affecting you. Absolutely. And as you know, in coaching, we do look at your past because it does influence where you are today, but we don't stay there. So we look at it within the context of how has it brought you to where you are today? How can we address that moving forward? Okay. Yeah. And, um, when someone signs up for life coaching, what is the general process they can expect to get started? So I try to make it as easy as possible. And so I, um, usually have a, a call with them and, um, it's just 10 to 20 minutes trying to figure out if life coaching is a good fit for them as well as if I'm a good fit for them and what they're looking for, because you definitely want to make sure when you're looking for a life coach that you feel comfortable talking to the person, that there is a rapport there, because if there's not, you're not going to want to be vulnerable enough to make changes and to share things. And so that's a big part of it is what we have. um, It's a, a complimentary consult call where I just have a couple of questions I ask and then, um, the client can ask questions of me as well. And then I have different packages I offer. I have um, a single session package so people can sign up for that and uh, meet with me as often as they need to. I have a four session package where they can um, sign up for four sessions and then they have those four sessions. And again, they can sign up as needed. Um, I give a link to my calendar. So people, once they have, so once they've had the call with me, they, I send them a contract, just basically outlining what my role is as a coach and what their responsibilities are as a client to make sure that they're ready for that kind of commitment because it is an investment you're making in yourself and you want to make sure you're yeah. ready to do that. And then um, we do um, processing of the payment and I send a link to my calendar. And from there, they either have the one session, the four sessions, or there's a 12 session package also. And that's basically what it looks like. And um, I sent a pre-session form for them to fill out to keep us kind of grounded and focused on the goals that they want to work on. So we continue to move forward with those goals. I also, at the end of the session, will send um, a session uh, wrap up along with any field work that they have agreed to work on to help them move forward before our next session. 
Okay. And I will say that the intro call, the best life blueprint call, uh, that call in itself felt kind of like um, a session in itself because you were (laughs) gathering information and it was helpful uh, just knowing that you actually wanted real data about me before taking me on (laughs) as a client. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure that I am able to help. Um, and that again, the clients are committed and you are very committed as a client, very, very committed, which is wonderful because that's when you really see the results. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Still still working on it. Um, it's, it's just because you have done it doesn't mean you're, you're there yet. It means you're, you know, life is a process. We're all still working on things and each day is a little bit better and you're growing as you continue to work on it. Yeah, I, I agree. So the tools that you briefly touched on, uh, while the account accountability, when, when we have a call, you do send us a summary of what we went over during our session. And you also provide us with tools so that we can actually spend time prepping for the session rather than just jumping into a session and putting no thought to what we're actually going to go over. So um, for example, we did a, a wheel. Yeah. So that's the life balance wheel. The life balance. Yeah. That's an assessment I try to use with clients that I know I'll be working with for at least four sessions, Mm -hmm. kind of like a tool of where are you at now in these main categories in your life? Where's your level of satisfaction? So we can really gauge where you want to go to, to increase those levels of satisfaction on the different areas of your life. Yeah. And that was helpful because you can see a visual of where you're at, as opposed to just writing it down Uh, and the visual kind of lets you see, wow, I'm, you know, uh, depending on how much you care about it for me, it was like, wow, I'm out of balance uh, in these areas. And then some other tools you provided with me with, I was surprised again, (laughs) at where I actually was when I got uh, the feedback from those tools. And that made me think, because I do have some coping mechanisms that I thought were great and they're not. And that explains why I was still not performing the way I'd like to. So I um, have to address those areas in which I didn't score very well. Yeah. I mean, it's, Data is one of those things that it's hard to, especially when you're the one providing the data. It's like, we can talk all day about, oh, well, yeah, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to writing my blog or something like that. But when I give assessments to clients where they're giving the data and then they're seeing the raw results of their data and what that looks like in their lives, it's like, oh, okay. Kind of an aha moment of, okay, this is where I'm at. If I do want to feel better physically or lose 10 pounds, this is what I need to do instead of letting them continue to kind of process it in their minds without actually seeing the data there in front of them. Yeah. And humans aren't very good generally at gathering data just naturally, Um, you know, and once you actually gather data, you get more of a whole picture of what's going on rather than what you think is going on or how you feel. Um, So I think that was really helpful. Good. And I think, well, I know that one of the things that's really key for me to anytime I use an assessment is to make sure it's something that's been is reliable and valid 
because, you know, I'm not sending cosmopolitan assessments to my clients. I'm using like validated assessments that have been used in the field that actually do give substantial information that will help you identify areas where you might need some strengthening. And so it's not like, okay, you know, this is how to make your relationship better in five easy steps from Cosmo. It's actually validated, reliable um, assessments we're using. Thank you. And I really appreciate that. And I'll definitely use those tools in the future. And so moving on to the pandemic, has that, (laughs) has that affected your life coaching? Are you used to doing it in person or um, how's that, how's that been working out for your practice? Um, It actually has worked out really well because I find people like being in their comfort zones when they're meeting with me. So instead of going to an office, they're actually zooming in with me from their homes. And so, or even from their cars sometimes, if they don't have the privacy they want at home, um, I offer Zoom sessions as well as um, regular phone calls. And that's been nice for my clients because they can take trips and still meet with me. I had a client that uh, Zoomed in with me from Hawaii recently, twice during that week, because it was a hard week for her um, on vacation. And But she was able to Zoom in from her vacation and she knew that she wasn't gonna have to wait to talk to me until she got back. I could actually be there for her when she needed me in the moment, which was really nice for her and for me. Yeah. Um, so I have found that it actually has been um, beneficial and that we all have seen that we can work from home or we can go to a cafe where we're comfortable and there's privacy or, you know, I I love that here at home when I'm working with clients, I can have my dog on my lap or, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. And then having to fight traffic, find parking, all those things add stress to our lives. And I've definitely had times where I've had to go to appointments and it was like, oh, I have to leave a half hour early where it's like, if it's on Zoom or a phone call, you can leave work and talk to me on your commute home if you need to and have a coaching session then as long as it's hands-free and safe. Um, so it's it's wonderful. It actually, I, I think that is one of the benefits of the pandemic is that people have seen more flexibility in how they're able to get services that they really need before there were maybe some some obstacles to getting those services. Yeah. And without having to fight through traffic and all the other stuff that comes with physically getting somewhere, you could actually focus mentally on what you want to cover in a session as a client. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So the best life blueprint plan, uh, can you give a brief overview on that, uh, which you have on Lake tree? Yes. So the Best Life Blueprint Plan is a program I put together to support people very similar to the life coaching program I went through, where it's not one-on-one coaching consistently, but it's there for people who are really committed to creating change in their lives, but don't, again, need to have one-on-one sessions every week or have the 45-minute to one-hour sessions. And so I created it to support women in much the same way I support my clients, But they have, it's more of an independent study where each time they, it's an online self paced um, six week program um, where there's videos, a lot of the worksheets that I've used in my coaching, like the life balance wheel, is what something we start out with in the Best Life Blueprint. Um, So I'm able to help clients assess where they're at, where they want to get to things that have held them back, but they're working at their own pace. And then they're checking in with me for coaching sessions um, 
each week or maybe every other week, um, one time per module. So there's six modules. So each module, they'll make an appointment to check in with me. I can give them additional support through just a, a quick coaching session, and then they can continue to progress through it as um, they see fit in ways that work for them. So it's a lot more flexible. It's more affordable than one-on-one coaching. And once you purchase it, you have it and you can go back to it whenever you want. So it's not going to disappear on you. All of the the, um, curriculum that I put together, it's all there for you. Okay. So you do have a lot of plans, which is very helpful. So for I would say practically any budget. Um, I, you know, I don't have the best budget in the world, but I was still able to get your coaching. And that's because you have enough options for people. And the best life blueprint plan sounds like another option. Yeah, I w- you know, I was a single mom for years. And had I not had access to a plan like the best life blueprint, I wouldn't have been able to work with a coach. And so I really want to make my services as um, accessible to women as possible. I even have the free Facebook group where women can go to mm-hmm. uh, women empowering women um, or the women's inner circle, women empowering women so that th- we can support one another. And a yeah. lot of the things I, my blog posts, I do lives on that page um, sharing a lot of the information I share in coaching just so I can help people continue to move forward and have support regardless of their budget. Yeah. And I have visited your women's inner circle, uh, Facebook group and, um, your videos on there are very helpful. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, lastly, I did mosey through your LinkedIn profile and other, um, information you have online. And it looks like you also have a blog that you run. Yes. So that is from my website and I try to, um, post once a week. So it's called uh, weekly sources of life changing information or something along those lines. And it's really, as I continue to work with clients and see, issues clients are having in their lives. I try to create blog posts that reflect these real issues and um, how to deal with those issues. And so a lot of the things that I'm putting in those blog posts are based on things that are coming up in my own life. Um, So like this week I was talking about decluttering and how that actually is really important to clarity in your life. And um, that's through my own experience and things that I'm coming to in my own life and thinking, okay, where do I need to continue to grow and evolve? Um, mm-hmm. Perfectionism, that's something a lot of us deal with. So that's a blog post. Um, yeah. So I scarcity, really, I, the scarcity, scarcity <laughs> mindset. Yes. yes. I mean, we're always afraid, fear of missing out, scarcity mindset. And we make so many of our decisions based on that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So as I see things, As I work with clients, I continue my education. So I'm always enrolled in a course through the Institute of Life Coaching, Life Coach Training, because I want to continue to better myself and be the best life coach I can be. I've been taking a class on resilience for the past few weeks and learning so much about resilience. And so I'm sharing that with clients as well as on the blog. So it's just, it's a constant um, evolution of what I see um, might be helpful to people. So for listeners, do you have any suggestions as to what questions they should ask a prospective life coach? Yes. Um, Based on the hundreds of consults I've done at this point, (laughs) um, 
it's really important to ask a life coach um, how they will help you meet your goals. Because okay. what I have found through talking with the different people and some who work with me and some who don't, and that, you know, either way is fine, is that life coaching can be very similar to therapy if you let it. And you want to make sure when you're working with a life coach that it's not therapy because they are not, unless they're trained therapists, which if they were, they wouldn't let it become therapy. But you're looking for a coach who's going to help you move forward, keep you accountable and meet your goals. And so asking a life coach how they will help you stay accountable is a really important question. Um, As well as just being really open with them about what it is you're looking for and asking them what experiences they have in working with clients that have similar issues. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good point because I could imagine some people might just voice um, things that are negatively affecting them in life and focusing on that instead of coming up with a plan to actually go where they want to go in life. Yeah. And if you don't know where you want to go, that's fine too. But a life coach should be able to talk to you about how they will help you identify your goals and work with you to meet those goals because the goals are a big part of it. That's, that's one of the big parts of my life coaching is we identify your goals as quickly as possible because that's the compass, like that's the destination. And without that destination, we have no direction (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. goals can shift and change. That's fine. There's flexibility, But having an idea of where you want to be is so incredibly important. Yeah, I totally agree. And I could give so many examples of how many years I wasted on um, just motivational stuff, but not practical things to actually produce some results. Well, uh, Dr. Gravel, thank you so much for agreeing again to do this podcast episode. And I hope we can connect again soon. Me too. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on um, your podcast. I have so much respect for the work that you do and have enjoyed working with you. And so I, I look forward to continuing our relationship as well.